With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. I got to tell you, it's one of those days. And one of those days where I am in a good mood. Seth and Sean Sports Radio here, sport, uh, blogtalkradio.com, backsportspage.com as well. And we are waiting on Seth Keaton to join. But in between, while we wait, there was a song that came up today that was spot on. I mean, sometimes you hear that song and you're like, yes, that's there. Now, the fact that I heard this song, it's kind of unusual because it came up on my Spotify account, but it really did depict the mood that I'm in today. So I thought I'd share it with you guys. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. Tell me some calling my name. I hear you now. I just can't stay inside all day. I gotta get out. Give me some And Seth is probably saying, what the hell is going on? Hi, Seth. I'm assuming, hi, I'm assuming that it's something to do with the Islanders, but I, I really don't know more than that. Well, that's the way I feel today. I mean, look, it's 3 nothing, yeah. and I said we'd talk a little bit about the NHL before we got on to the NBA playoff preview, which the NBA actually yeah. started yesterday. So we're a little, bit, a little bit short on that. But, man, the hockey's been great. And I'm not just saying it's, it's the Islanders been great. If you watched any of the Bruins game yesterday, the Bruins are down 2 nothing going into the third period and then score five goals. I mean, the, the hockey has been phenomenal. And I, and I really thought that the, fa- the lack of fans was going to take away from it. And I think eventually it will when somebody wins the Stanley Cup. And I, you and I had discussed this offline where I feel that it won't shortchange the process well, it will shortchange the feeling of no fans there it, when you when somebody wins the cup. But you're still winning the cup, and it ain't that bad of a deal. Well, you you said this specifically when the Islanders win the cup, which I thought was a little bit early. But you get so you get such small short you get so little satisfaction out of life that I'm kind of willing to give. Wow, you a- really. 
I'm in a great mood today. And you just get and you just Good. said I get so little satisfaction out of life in general. I mean, look, I am one lucky guy. I mean, I am. I mean, at the end of the day, I am an extremely lucky guy. I have been saying this for months, and I really am. And I have learned in the last couple of months to really do get a good amount of satisfaction out of my day and out of my life and where we are right now. And this is, this is certainly helping it along. Uh, it is nice to look forward to something at night, which I have to say in the last couple of months has been few and far between. But at the end of the day, Seth, this, this, this is good stuff. I mean, look, I get to watch hockey in August. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. But I get to watch hockey in August, and I get to see my team win every once in a while. And right now they are playing as well as any team in the NHL. And they're up 3 nothing right. on the Capitals. And they're, yeah, and they're playing what I described to you as New Jersey Devil Hockey in 2020. They get a lead, and this team cannot be beat. This team just clamps. And they are playing extraordinarily well. And just overall, the, the, the play, which I thought was going to be a little sloppy, has been nothing but. And the same goes for the NBA. I'm not sure exactly how much you have watched between the two sports, but uh, it's been much better quality than I thought was going to happen. I watched some. Um, I ended up not watch. I ended up watching for the first time. And I never watch conventions, but I was actually really curious to see how the convention was going to go last night. So I watched that instead, and then I saw the end of the the, the end of the the Clipper game. Um, okay, so so why did you watch the convention? What 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 about the convention and? I, I listened to Michelle Obama's speech this morning, um, but I really had no interest in watching the entire convention. What about let, let, let's take it a little bit off the beaten path today? What what interested you about the convention that you thought was going to be any different, other than it was a Zoom call? <laughs> well, it was going to be the first convention, obviously, we've ever seen without fans, without right. all the rigmarole that goes with it. So. Normally, look, I think most of the time speeches are crap. Um, Tonight, I will not watch it. I have no interest. You know, Bill Clinton's a great speaker, but I really have no interest in hearing him speak. I wanted to hear what Bernie Sanders was going to say. You know, Bernie, you know, very half-heartedly, you know, went with, you know, back to Hillary four years ago. Yep. And was in was winning, you know, until the onrush, until the Biden onrush at the end. I was curious to see what he was going to come, to see how he was going to come out. Was he going to sound magnanimous? Was he going to sound bitter? I mean, I, I was curious because you know part of the issue is that the, that the progressives don't like Biden because he's not far enough left. So I wanted to see if there was going to be a full fledged backing a full-fledged endorsement in a good speech, in a speech worthy of, to be honest, worthy of Bernie. Yeah. And I thought he was, I thought he gave this best speech of anyone last night. I thought he was great, which surprises me because I don't particularly like Bernie. Um, plus, 
as I said, I, 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 you know, Michelle Obama, I knew would be good. She was. Um, and I'm, I've just, I've never gotten back into sports mode yet. I just okay. haven't. I mean, I'm watching the think- basketball games and I'm following the hockey, but I'm not. Again, I also have no no invested team, which makes. I mean, look, Brooklyn is not beating Toronto, so I, I have no real invested team at this point. And you know me; a lot of times, I take the summer off, for lack of yep. a better term. I am, I am not a summer sports guy. The weather is good. I got my kids. I, I just don't. I'm not a huge baseball guy. And, I mean, honestly, I find myself looking forward more to soccer starting next month, surprisingly, than I do watching the NBA and, and EPL, NBA and, and, uh, and hockey. Now, my guess yep. is also, remember, we typically, like, it's, the playoffs are two months. And I think it's really cool that we have four games a day at different times. I think it's great. Yeah. And I'm hoping as we get out of the first rounds, and it, it becomes a little bit more, you know, because other than Denver, Utah, there's no. And I'd like to see. I'll watch Portland Lakers tonight. There's no. There's no series I'm really dying to see. But how many? Hold on. So, but how many during? Let, let Let's play this out in a regular context. Regular okay. year. How many NBA series are you dying to see in a regular year? Are you really dying to see the eight versus one? In a race, I mean, Never. I think I think no. the Trailblazers versus the Lakers is actually more interesting this year than most eight versus ones normally. I agree, I absolutely agree. But again, I use it's typically on in early May, mid May, yep. and I'm what I think this year has just zapped a lot of the sports energy out of me. I mean, maybe okay. I'm waiting for football, college, pro, whatever it may be, which is a month away. Um, maybe I'm waiting for some series, which I thought, which I'm going to find a little bit more interesting. Because a lot of times I'm look, a lot of times I'm watching these playoff series, just like I'm I'm watching during busy season, when it's fantastic and I'm working till ten, eleven o'clock at night, and it keeps me going. Yeah. But. I, you know, and that's a because then I don't mind watching the series that aren't as interesting because I'm working so late. It's the perfect thing to have on in the background or to be, have yeah. on. And, you know, like what will be interesting is when we do our fantasy football draft, when I do a bunch of them, I'm in busy season again. I may have to cut out of one of my leagues this year because I think they're doing the draft in person, which doesn't excite me too much anyway. And. I don't think I can, I can't take the time, you know, with yours, with me and you, we've been doing it together so long. I'll be, I'll be at the office. I'll be on the screen on one end and working on the other and it's fine. But with one that I'm running myself that I think they're going to be in person. I don't think I can do it. I don't, can't take a Saturday when I'm working. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's, it's also, it's also interesting in that, so I watched most of the Jazz and Nuggets yesterday, and and I just turned it on. Like I, it wasn't to the point that I thought, "Hey, it's the Jazz versus Nuggets." I was just flipping through channels, and there it is. And I'm like, "Whoa, okay, I'm going to watch the fourth quarter." 
and I'll watch the overtime. And then last night I watched some of the 76ers and Celtics game, which that was actually interesting to me um, with Ben Simmons out, notwithstanding. The fact is it looks like a video game. Watching yeah, them without fans looks like a video game. It looks like I'm watching NBA 2K. And I'm not sure if that's because of the fans. I'm not sure if because of the fans on, on, the, on the screens or, or the lack of fans. NHL doesn't look that way to me. The NHL looks like it's, a, it's an actual real game. The NBA just looks staged. And maybe I just got to get used to it, much the same way as LeBron said. I got to get used to shooting with nobody in the damn stadium. I mean, I got no crowd. It's the first time since I was 12 years old that I haven't played to a capacity crowd, which says something about LeBron. But at 13, he was playing to a capacity crowd when you and I have never played to one in our entire lives. So, Wait, what about the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands of people who listen to our show? Well, we're not playing ball to a capacity crowd. They're not in front of us. Yeah. And, and, and so, anyway, it, it, it is definitely an interesting – it's different. I mean, and, and as Seth said, next week we will be doing our fantasy football preview. So, please tune in. And, and Seth, I, I have to tell you a little sneak preview. Um, you and I have to decide on our keepers in a, in a, in a week or a week and a half – I think I got a surprise for you that, that might shock you, but we'll, we'll talk more about that next week as to an idea that I'm having. But anyway, I'm assuming, that the, being I'm said, assuming two of them are, two of them are pretty straightforward. I'm assuming two of them are third, it's, it's, it's the third one. It's the third one, which we've okay. debated back and forth being James Conner, but I haven't, I haven't a different idea here. Uh, anyway, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Let's move on. To, uh, we have the NHL that's going on, some, some great series, including the Boston series, and, and Philly has come to play. And it is really nice to have daytime hockey, but I'll tell you right now, I am so looking forward to an 8 o'clock game tonight. I cannot, I cannot tell you how much I am looking forward to it, that I'm going to sit on my chair and watch sports on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. It's like the first time I've done this in, I don't know, three and a half months that you spend all day looking. It's like Monday night football for me, except it's hockey. But some great, some great games. But let's go through the NBA. So, so the first round matchups, like you said, not exactly the sexiest matchups, but there are a couple that are intriguing. The Bucks and Magic which is the first matchup, has no appeal to me whatsoever. Especially you do, you with Jonathan do know, Isaac. You, you, do know, you do know Orlando beat, beat Milwaukee this afternoon, right? Yes, it still has no appeal. Okay. None whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I, it, it, yes, they won. Yes, it's one shot. Do I believe that this is a series clincher? No. <laughs> I, I, it, 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 it's, it's a one game, right? And just like every other series, you can win one game, and that that's great. But you gotta you gotta do it for I think it's seven. So good luck with that. <laughs> I just don't think that's gonna happen in um, for a seven game series. Not this year, anyway. Once once we get down to it. Um, okay, so so I think we both have right. We both have Milwaukee 
kicking the crap out of Orlando, even though they lost the first game. Yeah. True? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's move on. So Indiana-Miami. Now, that's an intriguing series. I'm liking this series for many different reasons. But number one is T.J. Warren versus Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler, who, if you've been a fan of the show, you know that I have – I love Jimmy Butler, and I love the way that he's played, and I love the way that you, he you has – you do, you do love yourself some Jimmy Butler, yeah. I do. Like, there are certain players – Ryan Shazier is one of them, but Jimmy Butler, I think, is my NBA <laughs> man crush. <laughs> is my NBA man crush. That, that's your man crush. That's I, your NBA man crush. I think so because I think it, it comes down to – I and, and you can appreciate this. Look, I don't have a whole lot of talent when it comes to sports. No. I really don't. In anything. Right? No. That's, thank you. Uh, in sports, You're welcome. I do not have a lot of talent. But – I work my ass off when I'm on the court. I will outrun you. I will box you out yeah. to nth degree. I will defend you hard. I may not have height. I may not have speed. Nope. But I'm gonna nope. I'm gonna work, and I'm gonna make you okay. work. I'll buy more that. more I'll importantly, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you work. And the way that T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler, both of them being late first-rounders, early second-rounders, both of them came to the NBA saying, I got to work. And they both did. And they both – I mean, T.J. Warren has become a superstar of this – of this uh, the return. I mean, averaging close yeah. to 35 points a game. Jimmy Butler made himself into an all-NBA first-team player. I mean – Generally, second team, but close to a first team. Second. I mean, I don't he, think he is. First team, but yeah. He is one of the top twenty-five players in the NBA, all around. Twenty-five, yeah. And yes, I agree. And for not being a first-round pick, and coming and being one of the top twenty-five players, when he came out, when he came into the NBA, he was a low-rated bench player, and under Tom Thibodeau. And in the Bulls organization, he flourished, and he made himself into an all-NBA defensive player. He made himself into a max player. And I have mad respect for somebody that does that, that works their ass off. So I love this matchup. And I'll probably watch most of these games um, between Miami and Indiana. And, look, the question is here, without Sabonis, can Warren and Oladipo – and Miles Turner, who really needs to come to play, be able to withstand the shooting of Miami. What do you think? I think they do. Uh, Butler is no longer really as good as he is. He's no longer a real three-point threat. I will be honest, Miami's depth scares me. I, 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 I really come back to Ken Oladipo, who came back in January or February after a pretty pain, after a pretty bad injury. Can he step up and be the guy or be the number two, whatever it needs to be, to lift them over Miami? I think it's probably the closest it's certainly the closest series in the East. It may be the most even series out there. I'm going to say Indiana and seven. I just think they're tough. Well, and, and, and that's the deal, right? I mean, both of these teams are extraordinarily tough. 
And this is yes, a, they are. This is this is a Heat Knicks matchup. This is we're going to beat the crap out of you here. And again, this is another reason why I enjoy watching these two teams because they're not flash. They're not running guns. They're we're going to work. I mean, think about the Heat. The Heat's top three players are Bam, and I can never pronounce his his last name, but Bam in the middle. At a bio. Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. I mean, none of those guys are ridiculously fast. None of those guys are ridiculously running gun players. But they are tough as nails. And their fourth best player is Kelly Olnick, who we all know can't run the floor. But he can shoot. You think he's better than, you think he's better than Drogic? At this point in their career, for what they need, yes, probably. Because, remember, Drogic isn't bringing up the ball anymore. That's pretty much Jimmy Butler. So, it's – look, I think it's 4 and 4A. Okay. I mean, those are your guys, right? And overall, I think Indiana is going to really miss the bonus in this round. Yeah. Uh, and I think Miami wins because of that. I think – Miles Turner, while a very good player, is not a banger. Miles Turner is a guy that goes out on the perimeter, which is why him and Sabonis work out well, is because one plays the inside, one plays the outside, and they finally figured that part out this year. But I'm going to pick Miami in seven. Um, but, again, I'll be. this is one of those series. There are series I, I am not interested in watching. This is not one of those. I am incredibly are interested. Are you watching this one now? No, because I'm cooking. <laughs> Once I'm done cooking, I'll be going up. I, wow. I'm actually DVRing. I'm DVRing it. Well, I'm barbecuing because it's nice in Atlanta. Gotcha. And I can barbecue. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next series. Um, 76ers Boston, in Boston. Philly. Boston, oh. Boston uh, pulling away last night. Uh, from the 76ers, but did suffer an injury. Uh, Gordon Hayward goes down with a uh, at least a sprained ankle, if not more than that. Uh, tests were today. And, look, Hayward's the X factor for that team. I mean, he brings outside shooting. He brings continuity. He's always on the floor. He's the glue to that team. He's not their best player. That's Jason Tatum. But without him... That that team could very easily fall apart. They don't have a second ball handler without him. Well, I, I disagree. Um, I, I don't think he's been the same player since the injury. He's a nice. I player. agree with that. I agree with that. That's a team. That's a team that's short of the number five, short of the center position, is pretty deep. And I think against you know Philly, Boston with. With ben, with ben Simmons, it's fascinating. Boston, Philly without Ben Simmons, and a, I think Embiid is still healthy, although I think he hurt himself a little bit. Um, isn't. I think Boston wins the series relatively comfortably. And I'd agree with you. Um, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think the talent is there. I just uh, Look, Hayward's not the same play, player that he was before the injury, but at the same time, he's on a different team, right? I mean, he he was the man in Utah. 
he's no longer the man, even when he's healthy. He's just not the guy. That's Jason Tatum. So he's more of a distributor when he's in Boston than he, he's a glue guy. He's a great sixth guy or fifth guy. Um, but I, I'm going to go Boston in six. I think there will be some, some hesitation here. I think Al Horford, I think the size of Philly is going to hurt Boston to the point that they will pull out two games. Um, but I think it, I think you're right. It, it's six games. Six games. So, and now we move on to, hold on, Toronto and Brooklyn. Uh, I no mean, discussion. look. All, I mean, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn for sh- making the playoffs. and they shot it big time yesterday. I mean, they, they came out playing, but no, they but, were down 34. And then they no, I meant they nine. came out. I meant came out in the second half playing like they cut oh, the lead. Okay. Like they, they didn't give up. They, they went and no. played, uh, but, but if, if there was, they're, look, if, they're short Dinwiddie, they're short Jordan, they're short Irving, they're short, they're short three of their five talent. They're short talent. And if there's any any hesitation that Fred Van Fleet is going to make a ton of money this year in the free agent market, uh, you, 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 you can take that away because the Knicks will give him a max contract. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get paid with a big P. Uh, there, I, I think the salary cap is going to be a struggle for some of these teams, but they're – but I don't think it's the big guys that are going to get squeezed. It's not going to be the max right. players it's that never, get squeezed. It'll no, be the middle guy. It'll be the middle guy. So no. Fred Van Fleet's going to Fred Van Fleet's going to get paid, and paid handsomely. Uh, what he did yesterday was incredible. But what's even more, and this comes from ESPN, is as good as he was, the only player that had a plus rating, and by plus rating meaning was on the court more for offense uh, for more plus points than minus points was Kyle Lowry, who shot like three for 14, but he was a plus 26. That's weird. So he's the engine that makes that team go. Okay, so let's yep. move on. So, so the way that we see it right now, we have Toronto facing Boston, right? Yep. Tor- Toronto facing Boston. Yeah. And then Miami, fa- we both have Miami. Right? No, no you, have, have you have Indiana. I'm sorry. So you have Indiana facing uh, Milwaukee, and I have Miami facing Milwaukee. I, I, I don't think Milwaukee's going to lose to either one of those teams. I think Milwaukee no, comes Milwaukee. out of that. Yeah, I agree. And then and it would be – so I have Toronto over the Celtics. I agree. And what do you have here? Do you have Toronto, Toronto or Milwaukee? I'm going to take Toronto. I'm going to take Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee learns from last year. And as great as Toronto has been, and they have been sensational, I think Milwaukee makes the adjustments they failed to last year. And I think they go to the finals. And they will have to. In a a good series. Yes, they will. They will absolutely have to make adjustments. And remember, last year they had Malcolm Brogdon, and this year they do not. So – not saying they can't Toronto make those adjustments Kawhi, without Toronto Oh, agreed. 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 I mean, do you count the improvement of Siakam 
over the improvement of uh, sorry the improvement of Siakam over the loss of Brogdon and the improvement of Bledsoe. Right? Siakam's become a no, top there player. Is, there is no improvement right. of Bledsoe. And if you want to you can uh, yes, Siakam has certainly been wonderful this year. But you're there's no one to first unless you're gonna say Akanabi. No one replaces Siakam then if you're putting Siakam to Leonard's number. But again, you know, AJ was out or he was out last year for the whole playoffs. So, I mean, look, Toronto's very good. I think it's a good series. I do think yeah. Milwaukee, like Milwaukee has not been good since the restart. And Correct. I think, right, and look, I think they have a series or two to get themselves back into gear. Okay. Um, but and I do. I think they do. I think Milwaukee wins. I think they go to the finals. All right. So let's move over to the West. And look, one through one versus nine, which is tonight, which I will be having on my second monitor, while the Islanders are on the first monitor, is um, is the Lakers and, and Portland. And how do you see that working out? I'm interested in your in your take on this because. Look, the Lakers are really the Lakers are the Lakers, matchup. and they have and they have LeBron. But you're right; it is a bad, bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. Um, look, the Lakers still have the probably have the two best players on the floor, but I think the Lakers win. I think with McCollum, especially not being healthy. Is going to hamper them at some point, but I am not comfortable with this. I, I like the Lakers in six, but I'm not. You know, I'm not running. You know, I'm not jumping for joy on this one. Look, the question is going to be, and it has been for this whole restart, is who handles the ball when LeBron's off the court. It was supposed to be Rajon Rondo. And Rajon Rondo has uh, recovered from his broken hand, but not enough that he's going to play in game one. If it wasn't going to be Rajon Rondo, it was going to be Avery Bradley. Well, we know Avery Bradley's not playing. Right. He's not back. He's not playing at all. It's not back. He's not coming back. He opted out. He's not back. Yeah. He's opting out. Yes. He opted out. So your next guy is Alex Caruso. And he's been pretty you good feel, to them, but he's not really a ball handler. Well, and that's the point, right? They don't yeah. have – I mean, it's Dion Waiters who – look, he's a Syracuse <laughs> guy. I get it. He's a Syracuse guy. And, he's not and a ball, I he's not a ball my, handler. He's a running gunner. I mean, he's an Allen Iverson point guard. So what happens when – LeBron goes to the bench. What happens when they trap LeBron? And look, trapping LeBron is not as easy as I'm making it out to be. I get that. People have tried to trap LeBron before. (laughs) And LeBron is a man-child. So it's not like it's easy to trap a 6'9", 280-pound guy. But that being said, you throw three guys at him, chances are he's going to give up the ball. The question is, who does he give up the ball to, and how does that how does it get distributed at that point? Now, I'm not really sure there's an answer for that. 
because I'm not sure who else no. on the team can dis- distribute. I mean, Kyle Kuzma is a small forward and is not a point forward. He is a small forward. Dwight Howard is not a distributor by any stretch, and neither is Javel McGee. So where is the ball going? I'm telling you that I'm calling the upset here. I think Portland wins this. And and it's unfortunate because I believe if Rondo was back, and I'm not sure when he's coming back, but if he was back full time, this would be a t- I never thought I'd say Rajon Rondo was the key to any series since he left Boston. But he's the key to the series because there's nobody else that can bring up the damn ball. So I will I will take Portland in six games. And I think okay. they win game one tonight. And I think they have look, to. my pro- and look, my, my prognostications have been shitty for like the last year and a half. So it would be nothing if this was wrong. But yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Makes you, makes okay. you look good if they're so right. Moving on from that is the Rockets versus Oklahoma City in what I thought would have been a very, Ooh. very interesting series. But without, but without Russell Westbrook for the first game, kind of loses some of that allure, doesn't it? Well, yes and no. It's still an interesting series. That Oklahoma City has gone this far is is really a testament to Billy Donovan and to Chris Paul and Sam and Sam Presti. Yeah, and they got eighty-seven first-round picks in the next five years. So good for him. I don't think they win the series. Um. I still find this a very awkward team. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how they. I don't know how they've done what they've done. And I think that's as I said, if Billy Donovan is not a top three coach of the year candidate, something's not right. But he should. By the way, no Miami is up. Miami is up sixty to fifty six in the third quarter. Okay. Um, he is, you know, that team was not expected to win 30 games, let alone whatever they, whatever, whatever they ended up with. I just, I think it's a very close series. I go with Houston in six, but I'm not really loving, not loving anything right now, to be perfectly honest. Houston without is, well, not here's my, with, is not the same without Westbrook. But here's my question. Were, was, was Oklahoma City not supposed to win 30 games because you thought that they were going to be trading Chris Paul and Denaro Gallinari, which is what everybody expected, right? Nobody expected them to actually have these two guys the whole season. So when no, you add it's, them – no, Chris Paul is a 37-year-old point guard, and Gallinari is a tw- is a 20-point scorer who does nothing else. I don't think mm-hmm. he really, you know, maybe a couple games, but I don't. I still think they were. Regardless, I thought they were a 30-game. You had, neither of us had them anywhere near the playoffs, and we wouldn't have had them near no, the playoffs right. even if they. We knew they were keeping them, 
I don't I don't buy that. So right now, if you looked at these rosters, you you take James Harden number one, right? Overall. No yep. question. You take Russell Westbrook number two, probably, right? I would say the next five guys are all, all on Oklahoma City. As weird as this sounds, I would actually have to look through both look through Houston's roster to tell you if I agree with you or not. Because they don't have Capella. So I, I can't, well, and that's I the can't point, think right? Of, yeah. They have PJ Tucker. They're starting PJ Tucker. They're starting Robert Who's Covington. Good. I mean, I'm not saying that these guys are bad players. They're actually very good no, players for the type of role. They're, and especially for the type of role that uh, Daryl yeah, Morey wants to play. play. Right. But remember, you, you have a six. I mean, the limitations on that roster are huge. They are, we're just going to keep shooting three-pointers. That's it. Because their tallest guy is 6'6". Six, six. So this is yep. the Rockets roster. Bruno Cabalco, if you remember, he Never. was a first-round pick. Yeah, he was drafted Toronto. by Toronto. Yeah. Right. Damari Carroll. Tyson, Tyson Chandler, who I guarantee you, you didn't realize was on Houston. I had no clue Chris he was Clemens. on Houston. Chris Clemens. Not that Chris Clemens. Not the one that's in the NFL. This is a new one. Robert Covington. I thought he was a saxof- I thought he was a saxophoner for a uh, saxophone guy for uh, for Springsteen. For Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. That's uh, Clarence. Um, Michael Michael Fraser. Eric Gordon. You forgot about Eric Gordon. Jeff yeah. Green. Daniel House. William Howard. Ben McLemore. Dave Nuwaba. Austin Rivers. Thabo Sevalosha. PJ Tucker and Russell Westbrook. So, I make the claim, once again, that you take Harden and Westbrook and the next five guys, even without knowing who those guys are, are on Oklahoma City. No, I wouldn't make that claim. You can. I won't. All right. I make the so claim Shea with Gall- all. I make the ca- Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, Shea? and I make the claim with uh-huh. probably with Steven Adams. Who else we who else are we looking at? Kevin Schroeder? I'm not making that claim. Kevin Schroeder averaged 19 points a game this year. He had a, a, great, he had a year. great year. He had a great year. But would I rather have? But all he does really is score. Okay. I would take that. I would take. Dennis Schroeder, no problem. I take Chris Paul, no problem. I take Steven Adams, no problem. So I'm already at four. If if okay. if that's you the take case, Gallin- you right? Probably take Gallinari. And then I you take, take Gallinari. Gallinari. There's five. There's five. Okay. Yeah. So you take so you take four. You wouldn't take five. Okay. I think I, was, so I, don't think, four, I think I would think I, I have to think about it. I would have to think about it a little bit. So. This is an absolute. This is an absolute battle of different types of basketball. Yep. Which is fascinating, right? Because Gallinari is not 
Gallinari, Chris Paul, Shea, Shea, I can never pronounce his last name either. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Those three guys are not three-point shooters. I mean, Gallinari can shoot the ball, but he's not a three-point shooter. Neither is Dennis Schroeder, right? Those guys are all two-point shooters. Then you have Steven Adams, who will never step outside for three. He's just not that guy. He's an inside guy. So you have basically four to five guys on that team that are going to shoot two-pointers, which are the analytics nightmare. And then you have the opposite, which is James Harden bombing away 23s a game. Russell Westbrook learned to bomb away 23s a game. P.J. Tucker, who bombs away 23. I mean, look, they're going to shoot 63s. <laughs> it is fascinating basketball. And I will take Oklahoma City. Because, first of all, I'm not sure how, how rough Westbrook's injury is. And if he's out, Houston has no shot. None. Just not not going to happen. So okay, fair enough. So so there we go. So we uh, and the last series. Well, Utah is up one game over. Uh, no, sorry, Utah is Denver, down. Denver, down. Denver's up one game over Utah. Right. Which was again a fascinating series yesterday. A uh, fascinating game yesterday. The unfortunate part is Michael Conley left the bubble. Uh, to be with his wife, congratulations on having a child. But leaving Utah shorthanded, Donovan Mitchell decided, oh, I don't need Michael Conley. I'll just go 57. <laughs> My Lord. Between him and Jamal Murray, it was awesome. Awesome basketball. Yeah. But I picked Denver at the beginning of the year to win it all. I will continue with Denver. No, I thought that was my pick. Was that your pick? I thought I picked Denver. Yeah, that was my pick. Who did I have? Maybe I picked them to win it all last year? No, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, you had them last year. I think I had them this year. I have to go back. I'm almost sure I picked Denver to win it all. Okay, so I have Denver Or maybe I have the Clippers. I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Okay. And then we had the Clippers. We didn't even talk about the Clippers yet. Against Dallas. Where the Clippers lead? Oh, sorry. Who do you have, Denver, or um, Denver or Utah? Denver. Okay, as do I. Denver. And now the Clippers facing off against uh, Luka Doncic. Donic. The unfortunate part that Porzingis got tossed yesterday, but it definitely showed what Marcus Morris brings to this team. I'll take the Clippers in four. I think they're in the sweep. Okay. So now the uh, – sorry, I had this earlier. So we have the Clippers versus Denver, and I have the Oklahoma City – the five versus the eight, Oklahoma City and Portland, and you have the Rockets and the Lakers. Yeah. So Rockets and Lakers. Lakers easily. That's a that, – that's a – that matchup doesn't work. Dave Davis will run ragged over over uh, over Houston, and I think Portland will beat Oklahoma City. So I think Portland goes to the to the Western Conference Championship as an eight seed. But and we'll get to that in a second. So then the other side of the bracket, we both have Denver and the Clippers. 
which is a very interesting series, but I will maintain I think Denver's going to win. I actually, I don't. I wish I did. I feel very boring with my picks. Um, I think I had Denver in the beginning of the season. I'm pretty sure I did. And don't think, I just don't think they've gotten any better. And that's the problem. But the do Clippers, they have to? Yeah, well, they haven't shown the clutch gene yet. And I, I'm really torn on this series, to be perfectly honest. I'll go with the Clippers in seven. I, feel, I don't feel comfortable with it. And I'll be honest, I'm not too happy because I'd like to see Denver go. So now you have the Clippers and Lakers. So you have exactly what yeah. everybody, everybody wants to see, except for me, who has Denver no, uh, and Portland. In Portland, which, is a, which I would prefer. And I will go with the Clippers. And I will go with Denver. So I have Denver versus Toronto. Toronto. That is what we is, call a, rave, a, a ratings disaster. Not, but not during COVID. No, the That's ratings the are down. I, think. I believe. I think the ratings no. are not good. There was an article about this. I'll try and find it. The ratings have not been good. Well, to be fair, the ratings have been at two o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, as opposed to prime time, right? Yeah. So. Oh, we'll see, we'll see how NBA ratings. Um, NBA ratings are only bad if you care what people are watching. <laughs> That's, I like that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I, I got the ratings here. Hold on. Um, do, 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 do. The nightly primetime games have been the most watched by far of any channel. It's the day games. You're having problems with okay. the day games. Okay, well, that's to be assumed, right? I mean, that's to be assumed. And I'm not sure if you get Denver and Toronto that it's going to be that bad for ratings. I just don't think – I think people at night are going to watch. Whatever whatever. The only there. issue – well, but the only issue is at that point is by that point, it'll be NFL will be in play. Yep. That is true. Maybe. Maybe. By the way, before you go, because I know you're about to go, is can we give some mad props to the Phoenix Suns? Mad props. Mad, mad love. I mean, seriously. They, and and I, I was watching TNT, and Charles Barkley's like, they deserve to go to the playoffs. They go 8-0, they should go to the playoffs. And I love Kenny yeah. Smith's comment. He was like, where were they all regular season? Yep. I was like, you can't really exactly. Go, you can't really do that. But right. they were great. They were great. Okay, head out. Uh, we'll talk uh, next week. Okay. I'll bye. wrap it up. All right, bye. So, anyway, so Seth's ha- heading out. Uh, I'll take the last five minutes. It has been, like I said, an interesting couple of months. I am so happy sports are back. I'm in a great mood today. If you haven't guessed, by the tone of what I've done. I haven't actually looked if we had callers. Probably should have done that. Uh, It looks like we have not had callers, and that's okay. 
Next week, we will have our fantasy fantasy baseball, fantasy football preview, where we hope that football will take place. Uh, I am in three leagues. In fact, one of my buddies uh, decided, much like Seth, he doesn't have time to run his league this year. Um, That league has been in existence for 20 years. Uh, some of my some of my oldest friends are in that league, and um, I said, you know what? We're not going to let it die. We're not going to let this institution die because people are busier. So I took up the mantle, and I'm I was the commissioner of the first ten years of the league, and it looks like I'm back to being commissioner again. But you know what? That's good. That it's it's good to keep it's good to keep the communication open. It's good to keep what you normally do still functioning if you can. Here's the one thing I ask of our listeners if you are listening. There are people that need help during this time. There are kids that are going back to school. Uh, They may be going virtually. They may be going to school. Either way is a parent's decision, and you respect that decision for what it is, politics aside. Everybody's got their own tolerance level. But that doesn't mean every child has everything that they need. Um. Reach out if you have and give to the have-nots. Be the better person. Be the person that, that helps. Offer if you have assistance to give, give that assistance. Because at some point, I fully believe in paying it forward, and I fully believe that karma will pay you back. So we'll talk to you next week. Seth and Sean Sports Radio, blogtalkradio.com, and, excuse me, back sports page. And we have a, we, it has been our pleasure to talk to you every week. Please enjoy the, fa, uh, the NBA playoffs. And more importantly, let's go Isles. All right, everybody have a great week. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.